little unannounced IG live here. I just wanted to pop on here and answer a really great question that I had that was from the Circus Freelancer Gig Pay Guide. I also want to say I'm doing an experiment. I'm also going live in our Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group with Circus Boss, uh, circusboss.com slash community will take you to that group. But I'm trying to stream in both places and seeing how that goes. So you might see this side of my face and my Facebook peeps are seeing this side, this side of my face. Anyways, thanks for joining me. If you're here live, hi, Circus Steph. Hi, Daggy Colors, Daggy Colors. I'm not sure. You'll have to let me know how to pronounce that. Um, but if you're here watching live, thank you for being here. You can type hashtag live. If you're watching on the replay, you can do hashtag replay. Hey, Compi. Thanks for joining. Um, and then my Facebook group peeps. Again, I can't see the names of who's watching, but if you do type in the comments, I think I can see you there. So go ahead and let me know if you're watching live. So I'm just popping on here really quick, unannounced, to answer a great, a great question that came up from uh, a course that we have called the Circus Freelancer Gig Pay Guide. If we haven't met yet, I'm Eileen, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a business coach and co-owner and chief inspiration officer here at Circus Boss, where we help circus artists become confident entrepreneurs. We have a podcast, we have content on the socials, we run online workshops live, like virtually live, and then you can also purchase them afterwards. The replays are up in our shop. Um, and we also offer personalized coaching, and all of that is focused on helping you know your value, stand out from the crowd, and build a sustainable business. So the question that I got today from somebody that was doing the Circus Freelancer Gig Pay Guide was, how should I price if a client wants multiple events on the same day or separate days? Like, should I ask the same price or makes the next ones cheaper? And I really love how they've already started to come up with a suggestion in the question. Like, should I ask the same price or make the next ones? Because that's one of the important points that I'm going to talk about, because that was part of our strategy. But before we even go into me sharing my strategy, I just want to pause for a moment. And if this is a question that you're having, I always like to look at, well, where is this question coming from? Because I can give you all the advice in the world, but if you're holding on to a specific belief or a specific reason why you want to do something or why you don't want to do something, um, it doesn't matter what I say, because that's going to be what's true for you and what's present for you. So the first question is I would ask, where does the desire to offer a discount come from? Is the client asking for it? And if they are, do you feel like you have to give it to them because they're asking? That's important to just kind of look at that. And then do you feel like you need to offer a discount for them to book you? I think that's a big one that comes up, especially early on is feeling like, oh, this costs so much. I, I Maybe if I give them a discount, then they'll be okay with the price, right? So whenever we're thinking about offering discounts for any reason, is like, well, does it really warrant a discount? Or is it our way of just like, maybe we're not that comfortable with charging as much as we should. And so if we discount it, it feels a little bit better. That may or may not be true for you, but it's important to to ask that question, you know, like, are you offering the discount because you're apologetic about your pricing? Right? Hey, Zubu, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Um, I've I've seen some of your recent posts and, and lives rocking it as always. Thanks for joining. Um, and 
kind of conjuncted, uh, that's not a word, um, connected to that is where we are right now, in case you just joined, is we're talking about, you know, do we offer multiple, do we offer discounts for multiple events? And first I'm saying, you know, well, where does that desire, where does that question come from if you should or shouldn't offer the discount? And again, this is related to why you might want to offer a discount or feel like you need, might need to is, do you like deep down inside feel like your pricing is too high? You know, if you've done the gig pay guide, we kind of walk you through numbers. We walk you, you know, we walk you through the math. We walk you through what's happening in your market. We walk you through your value. But if you're not believing inside that you're worth what you're charging, that's going to kind of come through all the ways that you interact with your client. Like, again, it goes back to that, like, are you being apologetic about your pricing? And it's okay. I'm not like shaming you if you are feeling that because I've been there and you know, we're about to do a raise your rates uh, challenge in our Facebook group. And sometimes we hold back from raising our rates because we're afraid our price is too high or we don't feel like uh, we're worth that, right? So there's a whole realm of things that I think are important to look at and consider and maybe journal about them or maybe like, you know, sometimes I'll ask a question and then record myself with my voice memo on my phone, answering the question to myself, uh, just to kind of sort through my thoughts and work through that. Um, so then the final thing that I was thinking about of reasons we might want to consider offering a discount is like, do you feel like you should do it or it's the right thing to do or everyone else is doing it right? All of those things. Um, so just this, this may or may not hold true for you, but I always like to start with these kind of questions of like, when you feel that you need to do something, well, why do you feel that way? Okay, so let's pretend now that we've worked through that or that maybe none of that is present for you. Great, okay, so if you're gonna do your journaling, you can go do your journaling and then come back <laughs> and listen to the rest of this again. It'll be on Instagram, it's in our Facebook group and I'll be dropping it to the podcast. So let's say you're like, okay, cool, I worked through that, yes, I do think I wanna offer a discount. Also, my first question here is, will your costs be lower? Because if your costs are not lower, there's no reason to pass a discount on to the client. So that's going to be unique for each of you based on your setup, the things you want to look at. So maybe there's a little bit less time or money spent marketing if this client's going to book more than one event for you. Personally, I don't know how to quantify that in this situation. Um, one thing you can this is unrelated, but you can always make sure in your inquiry form or in your phone conversations or your DMs, when people do reach out to you, make sure you're asking them how they found out about you. This won't help solve this question, but it's related to marketing. But so hypothetically, there is a little bit of savings in marketing because you're dealing with the same client, right? But then tangibly, there will probably be some less time handling logistics and administrative time if you're booking one event. Sorry, if you're booking multiple events with the same client, right? There's going to be some logistics times. If it's in the same venue, you do the site visit once, you know the setup, things like that. And then what about your costumes and equipment? Are you using the same costumes? Are you using the same equipment for these multiple events? Because that's another way that could be saving, passing the, you know, you're having lower costs, you're having savings to 
let's see. Now, let me say that another way. It is costing you less to produce this event or to perform at this event. So then it would make sense that you could, if you wanted to, pass that on to the client. Another one that's really important is, are you performing the same act? Because if you're rehearsing for an act, um, if you're going to do two different acts, then that doesn't decrease your rehearsal time, right? So think about, are you performing the same act? And then little things, depending on how large your team is and depending on how big the event is, Load in and load out for us used to take up a significant amount of time and we paid our staff, our event staff hourly and then whoever was running the event too, obviously. So load in and load out. If you only have to load into an event once and then you get to do it multiple times and then you load out at the end, there's some savings there, both time and uh, labor. And then that, you know, connected to that is prop setup. Like, are you setting up a freestanding aerial rig on day one and you're performing on that same rig for three days in a row, well, that's a little bit of savings too. You only had to transport it once. You um, only had to pay your, whoever helps you build your rig to um, set it up once and strike it once. So that's another area. And then another area for us too is a dressing room. Oh, hey, entertainment goddess. And hey, Vol Ariel, thanks for being here. Um, I think, you know, I need to go back and check. I think I'm answering a question and I think the person that asked the question might be here live. I, I'm horrible with Instagram because there's like your handle and then your, the name and they show up different in different places. So, um, so I might be answering your question live. I'm going to go send a DM to um, the person after I do this live. But anyways, side note, we're talking about, you know, are your costs actually going to be lower? Um, from doing multiple events. And so the last part of that for us was our dressing room setup. Hey, Homestead Circus. Good morning, Zominic. You're up early. Um, we used to do a really intense dressing room setup. Like we would come in and take over the whole room. We brought our own mirrors and costume racks and, you know, it was just makeup stations and extra tables and all this stuff. So if we got to set that up on day one and use it for multiple days, then that's another way that we were saving money. Um, but you want to make sure that it's secure because if you're going to leave anything overnight, like your, you know, freestanding aerial rig, like maybe try to take the equipment down if you're using a pulley system, um, make sure that they have security or it'll be locked in a secure place. So if those things aren't present, then you might not want to be leaving things overnight. So it's important to figure that out because then there goes that savings. You're not saving money there. Okay. So that's just to kind of get you started to think about your personal situation Will you be saving money at all on your side? Are the will the costs be lower? Um, by the way, for those that joined us, we're talking about you know, do you offer discounts when you're doing multiple events? That was the question. So the flip side of that is you know what costs stay the same. It's important to know that, right? So performer fees, right? If you're performing, you should deserve you deserve to get the same amount for performing each day. That doesn't change. Um, if you're hiring other performers, the same people might not be available. For the different the different dates you won't know that when you're going to contract maybe you will but um we didn't lock in our performers until we had that signed contract and non-refundable 50 percent booking fee paid so up until that point i couldn't guarantee the same performers were available so that might mean different costumes different shoe sizes um whatever how your your world works out how your company works out but you may have the same or different people 
Um, and anytime that you say yes to an event, you're turning down other work and it's standard practice to be compensated for that. So if you have a day rate or a minimum that you know you need to, to make for every time you go to work, even though this is a repeat event, you should still be meeting that minimum, in my humble opinion. Um, so think that's something to think about parking. You're probably still going to have parking if you have to pay for parking for both events. Um, uh, we used to always have our client provide meals for us, but if your client isn't providing meals, you're going to need to eat and maybe feed your team. And then there's expendables. If you're doing fire shows, you can't reuse the fuel. That fuel was eaten up. Um, if there's any, any other, I can't think of what else. I mean, bubble solution, if you're doing a bubble performer, <laughs> but that's not a high cost. But just thinking about, are there any expendables that will still be present? So those are the costs that stay the same. And so after you go through all of that, if all signs point to yes, that there will be a savings to you to produce this event multiple times, and if you do feel it's the right thing to do, then yes, you can pass that on to your client, okay? And we actually did that. I'll tell you in a minute how we did ours. But it's important to think about protecting yourself in this situation because there's no guarantee that these other events are going to happen. And I don't know about you, but we used to get it all the time where somebody would call, oh, we're going to give you tons of work. <laughs> Can you cut us a discount? Can you give us a deal? And, you know, I think probably when I was new and green, I got excited and thought, okay, I should offer them a discount because then they're going to give me a lot of work. And uh, many, many, many times that was all talk. It didn't actually happen. So I learned, okay, well, if I'm going to offer a discount, then it needs to be on the second and future events. The first event is at full price. And I love going back to the original question that I'm answering here. The question says, you know, should I ask the same price or make the next ones cheaper? So that's a super important distinction there of like, I always did the first event was full priced. And then on the future events, whether it was the same day or the next day, we called it the multiple event discount. Okay. So just some things to think about how to protect yourself in the situation. Um, I already said those two notes. We offered a discount. I'm looking at my notes. Let's see. Um, oh, and when you're doing this discount again, um, back in that first question I talked about, like what, what is, um, where are the cost savings? Make sure you note those out. So that means the multiple, um, Multiple event discount means that we're performing the same act, both however many events, you know, performing the same act, using the same costumes. We're leaving our freestanding aerial rig up overnight. There is security or it's in a secure place. Um, we get to leave our dressing room up, like whatever all those, those things that you identified of, okay, will save me some money. Um, make sure those are written out because things can change. You can contract it at one price and then offer this discount. And then they're like, oh, wait, we want to change it. So make sure that's spelled out that in order to get that discount, these things have to be in place. We learned that the hard way too. Um, okay, so you're spelling all that out. And then, then the last thing here is like how you're contracting it and how you're accepting payments. So if the events are not close together, because sometimes we had clients that are like, oh, I do this conference. I do it on week one of January and week two of February. It's different people, but it's the same exact event. That actually was a one of our repeat clients. We did every year. We did an event like that with them. And we contracted each event, each date 
as a separate event because it's possible and it actually happened one time because of snow in Seattle um, that one event happens and the other one doesn't. And so if you've bundled them together, the whole cancellation clauses and policies get really complicated. So if the dates are separate, I do recommend having them being two separate contracts. You can always offer this separate, the second contract with that discount, assuming that the first one happens, right? Um, but that's one thing to think about. The other thing to think about is if they are going to be on the same contract that um, the work period or the, the, you know, the, the period of this agreement goes from the first day to the end day, right? And that the cancellation clauses are anchored to the day of the first event. So that if it cancels, because um, like for instance, uh, we had it so that the final balance, that 50% um, was non-refundable when it was less than seven days before the event. Well, so someone might say, oh, well, you know, we canceled, um, it was, yes, it was less than seven days before the first date, but it was more than seven days for the second and the third, right? But if you've already loaded in, you've already, there's, there's so many reasons that um, that can get really complicated. So that's how we handled it. We would, we would anchor it to that first date. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I just have to say that this is not legal advice. So always check with your lawyer about things like this, right? But I'm just telling you how we handled it for educational purposes. We would anchor things to that first date. Um, I think those are all of my points that I wanted to share today. So I would really love to hear if you offer discounts for multiple events um, and how you handle that. So if you're live, feel free to share in the chat, either on the Instagram or the Facebook, since I'm doing both at the same time here. Um, and also you can, if you're watching on the replay, if you're listening on the podcast, you can pop over to the Insta DM us, let me know, drop it in the comments anywhere. Like, you know, I always share these tips and strategies of like what we found worked for us and things that I learned the hard way, um, really created policies for us and practices, but this is not the only way to do it. Um, this is just our way. So I'm hoping in some of these, the reason I take you through these questions is because these are the questions that we ask ourselves when we create policies like this. So hopefully you can like learn from what we figured out, but ask these questions and figure out what works for you. Um, okay, great. So we have a question from Zubu. Hi, um, what about other performers who charge less and client asks for a discount? Ooh, we just had a post in our Facebook group on this the other day. Um, there were some really great answers. So first of all, I don't offer a discount because somebody else is charging differently than me. Um, my pricing is based on my reality. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm not going to offer a discount in that area. I think I'm understanding the the question correctly. I'm just going to read it again. What about other performers who charge less and client asks for a discount? So let me actually clarify this. Are you saying that you're having a performer that works with you and you're hiring them and they're saying, oh, if I work with you for this three-day event, I can give you a discount and you're asking, well, then should I pass that discount on to the client? Or are you saying you're having a conversation with a client, you're telling them what your price is or you sent them a price sheet or a proposal and their response to you is, oh, 
can you offer me a discount? Because I found other performers out there that charge less. So those are two different um, scenarios there. Hey, Valo, Val, cool. Um, I, okay, I'm, I think I'm gonna DM you. I think I'm answering your question. It's funny because there was someone else in here a minute ago that I thought was you, but um, I'm answering a question I think came from you in the DM. So you might wanna go back and watch the replay because I'm kind of at the end of it. Okay, so I'm answering this question from Zubu. The second scenario, the competition is charging less. Okay, so we just had a great, um, I actually wanna see if I can pull it up really quick because again, I share my answers and how we did things, but then I think it's important to like learn from our colleagues and like build this all up together as an industry. So I'm gonna scroll through the Facebook group really quickly. Um, by the way, so we do, if you do Facebook, I know some people don't, if you do Facebook, if anyone's watching on Facebook Live, thank you. Um, we have a, a great community going on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. You do have to request to join it. I want to make sure it's focused on circus entrepreneurs where I, I pose a lot of questions. I call them conversation starters to get people thinking about things. And then it's also a way to share your tips and advice and opinions with others. Um, and then I we do things in the group um, every so often. We're doing a challenge pretty soon, May 2nd through the 6th, about raising your rates um, but anyways, I just want to give you some examples of what other people have said. I don't, re I, I never lower my prices because someone else is offering a lower price than me. Um, so, you know, my, my rates are my rates. And if I'm offering a discount, it's based on something that is going to work for me. Maybe it's a marketing discount for a qualified audience. So we only offered marketing discounts when the event was for event planners or event vendors, people that could bring us a high volume of work. We found that the average audience didn't lead to any return work from us. So we didn't offer a discount. Value, 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 Homestead Circus says. Um, oh, good, Circus Steph asks, is everyone welcome to join the group? Yes, our Facebook group is just focused on circus entrepreneurs. So if you do circus, if you have any kind of circus related business, yes, um, please come join. You'll just have to fill out a few questions. Uh, you can find it at circusboss.com slash community. Um, and then you can join us for the raise your rates uh, challenge that we're doing May 2nd through 6th. But um, I think I did a whole podcast around... Um, offering discounts or how you handle if people, um, if, how do you handle when people ask for a discount? Um, Zubu, I'm going to try to look back at that and I'll DM you if I find the podcast episode. Um, but so for me, this is more of like, well, I'm not going to lower my rates cause I know what my rates are. Um, but how do I respond to the client? Okay. So there are some great, great answers in here. So someone said, I encourage people to shop within their budget and explore those options if they can't afford my services. At times I will even refer them to a friend who might take the lower rate. Um, and then here is, this is the brilliant part, having a site that shows the services you offer and some content. I won't read the rest about it, but basically it's going into, you know, if your price is higher than other people in your area, then show why through your marketing, show the value. You know, show the reasons, learn how to talk about the reasons of why your rates are what they are. And we're going to actually talk about that in the Raise Your Rates Challenge a bit. Um, but here's something else, too. Um, this whole scenario I hate, <laughs> where the client 
is basically trying to pit performers against each other. Sometimes when they say, oh, I found someone cheaper, they're making that up because they're trying to get us to go lower. So always keep that in mind. Is this true? Because <laughs> I've seen it. Um, and then the other thing is, it shouldn't be us divided trying to scramble for, for work. Like we have to build this industry up together and think about it. If you do find out someone is charging less than you in your area, if you find a way to um, gracefully, respectfully connect with them, you're giving them permission to charge more. Maybe they were afraid they didn't think they could charge more. This happened with me. I got to connect with a performer in Seattle years ago that I found out they were offering something at half the price of what we were. They were presenting themselves as a company. And I went and had coffee or lunch. We had lunch together. And um, I mentioned like, hey, you know, this one service that you're providing here, we provide the same thing and you're charging half of what we do. And she got red in the face and she was like, oh my gosh, thank you. I had no idea. She didn't know she could charge that much, okay? So if you connect with people in your area, in your town, you're actually giving them permission to raise their rates. So think about connecting with them and let's lift the industry up together. So those are some of my thoughts. And Zubu, I just remembered, yes, there are two podcast episodes very close to the beginning. I think it was like maybe episode two and three or something, um, how to avoid undercutting. So for people that are new and like, like I don't want to undercut, I know I don't want to do it, but I, I don't know how to make sure I'm not. So it's how to avoid undercutting. And then the other one is how to handle undercutting. So if you do encounter it, if it is real, remember, sometimes you don't know if it's real. And I'll tell you another thing in a second before I um, tune out here, but tune out? No. What was it? Sign off? Maybe that's what I would say. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not tuning out. I'm actually working on being more present. Um, I'm working on being physically present while I'm speaking today. So far, it's kind of going okay. Um, now I forgot what I was saying. Undercutting. There's two podcast episodes, how to handle undercutting. Lifting the industry up. I don't remember where I was going. Oh, a story. You don't know if it's true all the time, right? So make sure you do know it's true that they are charging less. Um, because one time... Um, I had found out through through hearsay, so can't say it's 100% true. Somebody in Seattle was saying, oh, Eileen's getting all the gigs because she's charging like really low rates. I found out that the person that said that, I found out through another client later on, which we had a good relationship with, that that was the person that was charging way less. But they assumed that I, because I, it was when I had just moved to Seattle, I was new in town and I was getting a lot of work. Part of it was because I was the new kid in town. People like that sometimes. A lot of plan, uh, event planners like to do what's new and hot and fresh, right? So I got to ride that train for a while until I wasn't the new person anymore. Um, and I just had a different style. I had a different way of presenting myself. I had a different way of dealing with clients and all of that just aligned to get me a lot of work. And this person assumed that the way that I was getting a lot more work was that I was having lower rates, which was not true. So anyways, just to throw that out there, sometimes we don't know it's true. The, the client might just be in try, trying to get us to lower our rates. So anyways, I think I've gone on this topic long enough. There's two podcast episodes to look at that. But we did start, the top of this conversation was about um, 
do you offer discounts for multiple events? So just to recap really quickly before I head out, thank you for everyone that's here live. Thank you for listening in on the replay. Um, but just to recap, before you offer a discount, just check in and ask, where does the desire to offer this discount come from? Right? Just kind of reflect on that, journal on it, see if there's any stuff you got to work through there because we all have stuff when it comes to money and pricing. And then look at, well, like, will your costs actually be lower? And I, you know, I gave a list of some places to look because if your costs are not lower, there's no reason to add a discount, right? And then you look at, well, what costs will stay the same? Because it's important to know you're still going to have these costs no matter if it's a repeat event. And if all signs point to yes, then you can offer the cost savings on the second and third and, you know, future events. So we did a 10% multiple event discount on the second and third. And, you know, um, there's another way to say future event. I can't think of it right now. Subsequent, maybe. Um, but anyways, that was, a, that was how we handled it. But hopefully I've given you tools to ask your own questions to find out what works for you. Uh, and just a few housekeeping things before I go, just to let you know about some exciting things coming up. So my next IG Live, I usually do these on Tuesdays. We had the air conditioning people here on Tuesdays, so I couldn't do it. But next Tuesday, I'm going to talk about how to build client loyalty. That's going to be Tuesday, April 19th um, on Instagram, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And then in May, we're doing this exciting challenge. It's free. Raise your rates. We're all going to do it together. I'll walk you through a process of how to confidently and proudly raise your rates with your clients. So we're going to talk about the how and the why and the what and the when, all of that together. Uh, it's a five-day challenge. It's free. That's in our Facebook group, circusboss.com slash community. So that's all I got for you this morning on this unannounced IG Live and dual-streamed Facebook Live in the Facebook group. Uh, thank you all for being live. Thank you all for watching replays. And um, much love, respect inspiration and um I don't know what the other word is ah I don't know I just like I love all the people that I get to hear from and and see how you're doing and like you're all you're all killing it you're rocking out there so keep being a circus boss